Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to The Wes and Walker Show. Betty, what are you doing? <laughs> just, uh, I just had a big old string come out of my boxers. It's Wes. But I do think about Pop-Tarts a lot. And Walker. Is it true? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, I do, I do. Ooh. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. This is why we're the best news show. That's a promo. I have a quick favor for everybody here. If everybody in the studio is down with it. Okay. I want to have a barking contest. <laughs> I'm down with it. Well, I know because I think you're going to win. But also, I think it would be great to go around the room and see who's got the best bark. And also, I'm willing to sacrifice my stupidity. Like, I know I'm about to look stupid mm-hmm. in order for Fitty to also bark alongside me. That's what I can't wait. We're going to do separate, though. And and I can lead us off. And then, Wes, you can go second. I like it. This is good content. I've been looking for something for us to have today. I just want to see because it got me thinking. And tell me if I'm wrong, but, Fiddy, you and I agreed. It's a good bark from Wes. Like, it sounded sounded (laughs) like a real dog. It sounded scary. It didn't sound like a chihuahua or anything like that. It sounded like (laughs) I'm not trying to go on that fence with the dog warning sign. Yeah. I believe you, especially after hearing that. And so we'll leave it up to the listeners. You can text in Carolina Men's Clinic text line 704-570-9610. Who's got the best bark? The video is going to put me. I, it's okay, though. Like, I'm a, I'm a big dog, so I'm okay with the camera. Big dog. All right. Let's go. So this is Walker giving you the first bark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that extra. All right, then we're going to go fit in. Then am I going to go last? Or you want me to go in the middle? All right, Fiddy. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's hear your bark. This is Fiddy's bark. If Fiddy was a dog behind a fence, would you enter this cage? Go ahead, Fiddy. Show him your bark. <laughs> that was sensational. I don't know if I can beat that. I mean, it sound like for one, the dog got aggravated and then started barking. <laughs> Why are you screaming? That's a possessed dog. Yeah. That, that's a demon. He's, that's a, ah, all right. Show, show us what you got here one more time, Wes. I got to, a bark with the... Right, Try to compete with that. All right, let's hear it. This is this is the, the Wes Bulldog Bryant. What you got? It's so much better. It's the best. It's the best bark <laughs> out of all of us. I'm giving it to Fiddy. Wes, how much do you bark at home, man? Because you, you, you're too comfortable barking. I'm just a silly goof, man. So, you know, I like that. Sometimes I do do it at dogs, too. I know I shouldn't do that. But oh, sometimes yeah, when it. they barked in the past, I'll oh, bark yeah. at them. But, yeah, man, um, I, I can't call it. I don't know that I've spent much time barking in my spare time, you know. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm sorry. Fiddy... <laughs> Fiddy is a diseased dog. That okay? was the best, man. Like, Fiddy, I, <laughs> Fiddy's dog is on crack. <laughs> Do you guys know the... <laughs> that was a great one. That's Do you guys bad. know the video of the old man talking about the crazy dog, and, and then he acts like he's got rabies, and it's the, scra- it's the craziest thing. I, th- I feel like that's what we just got from Fiddy. Can't... I want to replay that so badly. This will be on social media, folks. Check out the Wesson Walker page, WFNZ, uh, uh, 
Twitter, Instagram. We're going to have it up on socials, folks. Please believe it. Um, all right. We can read. Yeah, 919. What, <laughs> what was that? Yeah, we got Buck Nation. He's mad. Cujo Fitty. I like that. Yeah, Cujo Fitty's good. Music talk, dog barking. How about sports? Now, now, I like that bark from Fitty, though. If I'm, yeah. if I'm walking that dog... Down the block, I mean, he's going to have people jumping, man, because when he hit the ah, like, they're going to be like, oh, snap, what is that? Yeah, oh, I'm not. No, it's it's got a disease. Especially if it's a big dog. Yeah, 919 says, I'm calling the pound if I hear that. It's not safe. <laughs> I'm not bringing my children around that dog. Well, get a tetanus shot? <laughs> it's, yeah, Stanford P says, I'm dying. Fitty's dog sounded like a rabid squirrel. Uh, big Cat Dan, that dog face gremlin bark. Yeah, that one that one was scary. All right, that'll, you can text us let us know who had the best one mine was the most forgettable fitties was the scariest you had a good one too because you gave a little extra at the end you let us sit there for a minute and let us think all right i've calmed down and you came back Hoof! yeah you no know, now nah, i'm still here uh, i i'm willing to understand when i lost though uh russell in vermont said wow walker two out of ten with generic dog sounds yeah that that's fair that's fair i, I own it <laughs> let's move on <laughs> and let's go do the panthers have some dog yeah do they we, we got to figure it out Not i know many. i know we got a crazy one over there behind the ones and twos let's give them some more <laughs> airtime. time now for the live wire with live fitty. wire connect Live wires on the team connect. I can't get over that. I know you feel this. I'm done. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's it's rough back here. I went to a, a place like we do the War Cry Wednesday. I might hack up a lung trying to recover from, uh, <laughs> you know, barking. That's what I got into radio for. I hope my dad is proud that yeah. his son is. On the radio, barking. What class is that at Carolina School of Broadcasting? <laughs> barking on air. I would have failed had I Strange gone. Strange radio noises, 101. Oh, man. Well, today was Thursday. And even though when the head coach gets fired on a Monday, that means the coordinators still talk over at Bank of America Stadium. And Thomas Brown, old, new play caller for the Carolina Panthers, he was asked if he saw the Frank Reich firing coming. I mean, we live in a production business, so I think we all understand what we kind of sign up for. Um, I always approach since I started coaching back in 2011 and my job in line every single day. So I kind of work with that mentality of trying to maximize uh, what I can control and I don't worry about everything I can't because it's really a waste of time. I think everything else as far as uh, our dynamic, I just keep private between the two of us. Mm. Yes. Is that the answer? <laughs> I think I think Thomas Brown knew that Frank Reich was getting fired and you know, whenever he gets off the record, I think he'll be more comfortable saying, hell yeah, I saw I, I saw his firing coming because he took play calling away to score 10 points on the road. Yeah, that's the thing that's very interesting about that is deep down, how does he feel? And I think there's a little bit of vindication there. And I think that, too, you know, he'd never say this, uh, obviously, but I just think that there was a little bit of, yeah, that's what you get kind of in his thought process. I, and I don't, I don't know how much bad blood may I'll be naive. Like I'll be that. I just, when David Tepper is giving an ultimatum on how successful you have to be this season, even with Frank Reich taking play calling back, you and I both hated it. We got that news when we were doing the cornucopia event at the spectrum center for the Charlotte Hornets. And this, the whole last hour turned into what the hell are the Panthers doing? It shows complete dysfunction. We can be angry at Frank Reich for doing Thomas Brown dirty. We totally get that. But to me, that is a problem where you can pretty seriously go all the way up to the top and say, wait, why is David Tepper 
is he forcing Frank Reich to give up play calling duties to Thomas Brown in the first place before he wanted to? I'm never going to buy that Frank Reich had always had it in the plans to give it to Thomas Brown at the bye week. I just can't buy that. It doesn't make any sense, especially if you were going in and the offense looked good. Are you going to hand it over then? Because you clearly had a game plan for the offense to look productive and then you were still going to hand it over. So that never made sense to me. So now Frank Reich's job is on the line. I can understand why he would want to take it back and be in full control. But in the meantime, Thomas Brown is being done dirty by the entire team, by Frank Reich, but also with the precedent sent by David Tepper. I don't know how much he dislikes Frank Reich. Maybe there is some stuff there. I'm, sh- I'm sure there were some disagreements. I don't know how hostile it got. But, man, at least Thomas Brown has taken over here. I hope that there's not bad football on his resume that is held against him. And if anybody hires Thomas Brown, I hope they understand what the situation is. It's not great, okay? So we can overlook what's happening here, and maybe he can just do the best with what he has. What That's are you one of those at? things we'll have to speculate, like uh, David Tepper said. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can speculate on That's that. That's right. That's right. What you got, Vinny? <laughs> One of the big messages we've heard from Chris Tabor since he became the interim was he wants his guys to play loose and have some fun. And and Thomas Brown, he can spoke about having getting his players to play loose and have fun on Sundays. Preparation first. Right, we live in like a, a pressure-driven business. Uh, so pressure is every day. But also think about pressure being a privilege. I think when it comes to stress, stress becomes comes from um, – when you don't do a really good job of preparing and anticipating what the pressure comes with this, with this business in general. So I think being able to inspire our guys, be confident, be a great communicator, uh, but stacking days to get to the, uh, back-to-back when it comes to the Monday through Saturday to get ready to go play ball. So I think it's about being able to bring out demeanor from a coaching staff standpoint, bring energy, and uh, inspire those guys to play, you know, not carefree, but play fear-free. Wes, you played football, so you know what it's like whenever you're going through losing stretches or even winning stretches. If, 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 if Carolina just wins on Sunday, how much easier would it be for Bryce Young and the struggling offensive line to have a little bit more fun out, a little bit more fun out there on Sundays? Oh, it would be for sure. If they can get a win, man, it gets that proverbial uh, monkey off your back, so to speak. And so these guys can have a little bit of relief, a little bit of joy in the midst of all the chaos. I mean, you think about the week that they've had and everything they've had to deal with. We just talked about Bryce and how he may feel some culpability in this thing and feels bad that if he would have played better, his offense would have played better, that uh, Coach Wright would still be in place. Or regardless of the fact that at the crux of all this, a coach was fired because your offense could not perform. And so if they can go out and get a win, get that nice dub, it's certainly going to uh, help smooth things over. All right, so I'm starting to pick up a theme from Thomas Brown. Once you hear coaches speak enough, they're always going to go back to their identity, whatever they're saying is. Steve Clifford has rhythm. We know that about Steve. James Borrego has competitive spirit. When we go back to Ron Rivera, it was, it's all about the next day. It's all about how he feels the next day, how we perform the next day. Thomas Brown, big stack the days guy. Big stack the days, one each time, figure out where we're heading with this. So now we're starting to pick up what Thomas Brown is all about. Stack the days. And I think everybody else is picking up on this. People like hearing Thomas Brown at the podium because he sounds more like the football coach that we picture in our head, more so than anybody else we've heard in quite some time with the Panthers. What else you got? Steve Wilkes, I should say. Steve Wilkes had that same type of thing at the podium. Thomas Brown bringing that here, too. All right. So typically we play a lot of local audio in this segment, but sometimes we branch out. I've got two pieces of audio I want to play. 
This first one I, I heard last night after Louisville. A signature win for Kenny Payne at home over Bellarmine, a school that beat Louisville either last year or the year before. And they had to overcome adversity, as every team has to do, in a win. According, or, uh, including Tyler Johnson deciding to play in the second half after not wanting to play in the first half because they did not have the right tights. And if you think I'm lying, hear it straight from Kenny Payne. I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. What? You heard it. We didn't have the tights that he wanted that we've never had for him, and he decided, I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know. But he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the tights that we've never had for him. And he played, and he played well. Next. If there's ever been a more kids these days action, I don't think there is one. You don't have the right kind of tights, and you don't want to play basketball. Rick Pitino did not pay strippers or try to have sex with women on Italian restaurant countertops. For players at Louisville to not want to play because of tights. I, I mean, that's their slogan, by the way. That's what you have. Yeah, that's what you live by over there at Louisville. Right. And so my thing is, it's like, for one, he wouldn't have played at all. He damn near would have been off of the team, uh, to be frank. If you're going to come in there and have that type of attitude. I don't think Kenny Payne should have said that. I thought that was a little wrong for him to throw him under the bus like that. Oh, so... <laughs> It's interesting. I th- I think I agree with you in not needing to say anything, but it has nothing to do with throwing him under the bus. It has everything to do with protecting his own reputation. That's true. My that's man, another way to look at it. That's embarrassing for you. Yeah. Are you serious? You have a guy on your team that contemplated sitting out the entire first the entire game because he didn't have the right tights, and now here you are playing him anyway. Right. That that was my issue too. <laughs> Playing him anyway and laughing about it to media afterwards. It ha- I I don't like calling for people to get fired either. Like some people are about it, some people aren't. Whatever. I don't love it. I I've never heard anything like that from Kenny Payne. That's embarrassing on you too. I it's think bad he knows for the player, but you too, man. I think he knows it's coming through. That's why he said I probably shouldn't say this, but he's like, well, I'm about to be out of here not too long That's from now. Not- I mean, that your give a bleep is at an all-time low. Right. That's what I'm saying, too. The level of give a bleep, it is not detectable at this point with Kenny Payne. Could you imagine someone trying to tell Roy Williams or Coach K they didn't want to play because they didn't have the right tights? They'd be done. Hit Wes's soundbite, please. What would they say back? <laughs> no. Hell no. Followed by, uh, <laughs> go ahead and get your stuff, pack up your locker, and uh, go find you another school to play at because you won't be playing here. That's crazy. You got anything else for us, Eddie? All right. The last piece of sound I, we want to play is typically whenever whenever men find out they're going to be fathers, it is a time to be celebrated, and so it's, it's, it's a happy time in, in their lives. Dak Prescott, the quarterback of America's teams, he found out earlier this week he's going to be a father, and Craig Carton had this take about Dak's fatherhood earlier on the Craig Carton show. This is a terrible distraction now for Dak Prescott. How? Uh, he's not married, right? So now I got to question, is she a gold digger? No, she might not. not. I got to question it, right? Uh, number three, you got everything going great. The last thing you need now is the distraction. Shoot or shoot. What are you going to do? 
He's I'm having a baby in March. I hope they have a beautiful, healthy child. And he's winning, by the way. I hope it all works out. It will. But this is not what Cowboy fans want to hear. So am I, am I allowed to use Dak becoming a father as an excuse when we lose in the divisional <laughs> round this year in the postseason? Uh, yeah, I'll let you use it. I'll let you get away with that. I don't know if I will. I'm sorry. That might be a whole show fight then if you really tried to go with it. But right. yeah, I hear your point. Chris Carton, what I liked in the background was he's having a baby in March. <laughs> that was like the timing. The guys, it's in March. It's fine. Now, maybe if it's sooner, oh, now we got to worry a little bit. But guys, it's March. He's going to be watching tournament games anyway. I just couldn't imagine like a man becomes a father for the first time. And look, I know he's playing at a MVP type level and he hasn't gotten over the hump. This is more important than winning football games. And you want to call it a distraction? No, it's it's all kinds of weird to immediately go straight to gold digger status without having known anything about the situation and then say that this is going to be a distraction. It felt like he was trying to be funny and entertaining, but ooh, just dripping in weirdness and <laughs> a little gross to hear that from talking about a uh, child being born for Dak Prescott. Just weird. Just tone deaf, all the above. That'll do it for the live wire. We got a couple more segments to get to. How about some college basketball? Big night for the ACC and the SEC. We got the challenge recap. What's the bigger story? You tell me. UNC winning or Duke losing? Find out what we think coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Listening to Fiddy's Bark during the break, and in fact, we loved it so much, we wanted him to play it twice. Uh, that dog is foaming at the mouth. Yeah, man. He is no joke. I'm pretty sure Fiddy just slobbered all over the board over there. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of foaming at the mouth. There's a lot of rabies. That was a disease-ridden bark if I've ever heard one. <laughs> is your throat okay? No, I. It's. I mean, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 hurting, and and Fiddy the dog would not be uh, would not be friends. Have you, I mean, we've all seen Ben Kirk Herbstreit's dog has kind of gone viral the last month of the college football season. Ben would not be safe around. No, nobody. When did he start bringing that dog around? Because I ain't gonna lie, I'm starting to get a little tired. Oh I'm no, like, oh, oh Lord, whoa. I'm like, why we got to show his damn dog? What's that got to do with anything? Les, Ben is a golden retriever. He is nice. I get it. I know Lassie and Old Yeller and all that, but... Uh, well, Old Yeller, that I think that's what Fitty sounded like. <laughs> that sounds like a dog wow. you need to go take out back and just, you know, put him out of his misery. <laughs> and come back around the corner with tears yeah. and yeah. 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 I, you had to do it, Fitty. <laughs> he was our very own. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines, because Jim Selenia... 
the legend. He wants to get in on the barking. Jim, how are you doing, man? <laughs> oh wow. That was the Panther guard dog. Yeah, he went from old he went from old dirty dog and then it got soft on me. You know, I, I didn't want to be rude, but I also just wanted the phone call to be that and for you to hang up, honestly. Like I, I don't mean to be rude. I don't want to hang up on Jim Selania. That's not anything that I'm about. But I also would like for that to just be the phone call. I you know Jim Yeah. By the way, Fiddy, it's Bellerman, not Bellarmine. Bellerman. Bellerman. <laughs> Are you okay, Jim? Is your throat holding up all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> I, I I have a cold, so it's perfect a perfect day for this nonsense. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we have two yeah. sick dogs, one Jim calling in, and one Fitty just barking normally here. Do you have anything else, Jim, or did you just want to growl and bark? That's fine if that's all you wanted to do. <laughs> That's the Panthers' defense. That's the Panthers' defense once they get past the lineman, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I love it. Thank you, Jim. Honestly, let's end it there. Perfect phone call. We appreciate it. He sounded like he was having a bad dream at first. That's true. It. Uh, I feel like Jim's leg is shaking. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of snarling, and then he's like, "Oh, look, he's sleeping. Look, Jim. He's he's chasing a rabbit." Uh, yep. We appreciate Jim calling in. That was great. Uh, let's go to the text line. Brian said on the text line, Jim's bark sounded like the second half of UNC football, LMAO. Panther Bo <laughs> said, maybe Jim's on crack too. Uh, we can keep scrolling. And uh, HJ <laughs> said, is that supposed to be a dog bark or a Harley? I thought it was revving up too. It sounded like a bike. <laughs> And then there are the people that are writing, you know, WTF is this. No, it's it's a perfect question. I'm not even mad at you writing that in. It's a perfect question. We can start talking about some college basketball. Wes, I'll ask you what I asked the listeners. What's the bigger storyline from last night in college basketball? Is it BJ McLaurin hitting a game-winning three with nine-tenths of a second left to go, allowing Queens to beat um, their rival, new rival, Gardner-Webb? That's always going to be number one because my dog was on there. Or... Is it going to be maybe the other bigger schools here? North Carolina winning or Duke losing in the ACC-SEC Challenge? I think without question, it's North Carolina winning because this was a team in the Atlantis tournament. You know, they had their moments. They were very up and down, still not sure what to make of this team. After they came out of said tournament, people were wondering what's wrong with Armando Baycott after he looked a little soft down there in the post. And you were thinking, man, is Carolina going to be going through this thing again? I did not expect it. I took Tennessee. I thought Tennessee was going to win on the road, not out of my dislike for the Hills. I just thought that Tennessee was going to come in there and take care of business, but I thought it would be a great basketball game. But for Carolina to just come out and smash them the way they did, I know Tennessee made the run at the end, shot 42% from three uh, for the game, and I thought that they played tremendous. Armando Baycott looked like he bounced back, had a double-double on the evening, 6 of 8, 10 of 13 from the line. You got 27 points from R.J. Davis. He looks like he's on a mission this season as well. So I think definitely Carolina made the bigger statement of the two. I mean, Duke going on the road, that place was loud. I had to do those highlights for the ACC Digital Network where you can catch all of your uh, ACC highlights and features. Uh, But I did the highlights for that Duke-Arkansas game. And, uh, man, that place was loud. It was a tough place. Duke's got a lot of young guys. So not too surprised that they went in there and took an L.
Yeah, Big Payne wrote in, kudos to the ACC and the SEC for putting on the tournament. This thing is fun. Really enjoy it. It is. I, I like it better than what used to be the Big Ten. And it's ACC. weird because it feels like such tradition. You got so used to the ACC Big Ten challenge. Yeah. But I'm here for the ACC SEC challenge. Sam DeMann said Duke losing is the bigger story. UNC beat that team when they had their best player by 15. And then Big Payne said, I'm not a Duke homer, but that was Arkansas Super Bowl last night. And probably the biggest game they played in so many years. Also, the refs were calling touch fouls on Duke early and got their big men out of play. Man, Arkansas basketball, I they play meaningful ball yeah. a lot. Eric Musselman and has the had SEC them playing. He has a lot of well. good teams. I thought that uh, you know, last night Duke losing that game, I didn't think it was the hugest deal in the world because I do respect Arkansas uh, in that aspect. And so, you know, I thought Duke losing, it was tough, but I didn't think it was a huge indictment on where they are right now. Fiddy, you and I both share a college basketball coach crush with Eric Musselman, correct? I think you and I both have that in common. Yes. And he hasn't gotten to the Final Four, but like three Elite Eight appearances with Arkansas. Is that right? One with Nevada before yeah. he goes to Arkansas. So, yeah, it's, man, they're a good basketball team. Uh, that is that is not like the most meaningful game they've had. They've had plenty of tournament games. Yeah. They've had plenty of SEC opponents. And to be fair, Duke is everybody's Super Bowl when they come on the road, especially when it's a place you rarely go. I mean, Duke hasn't yeah. played in Arkansas and God knows when. So, of course, they were going to be just up for that game. If you wanted to point to the championship that each of these two teams played in Charlotte, you know, what, 30 years ago, yeah. I, I get that. I get that was classified as Duke is the smart team, Arkansas is the dumb team, how in the world that was the MO, right? And so the Razorbacks, <laughs> they come out and they win in that championship. So I could see why Arkansas yeah. still has disdain for Duke and the Blue Devils end up losing. But yeah, anyways. It's funny you said that because like I said, when uh, me and my mom were watching that game and some of the inserts insults hurled at Arkansas during that kind of went to what you just said. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, well, there were there were definitely, there was some coded language 30 years ago when they were saying that between Duke and Arkansas. Uh -huh. So it hits a little different, I imagine, from the Bryant household than it does with what was the narrative at yeah. that time. But Arkansas, a good basketball team that, by the way, North Carolina beat. I was, I'm with you, Wes. I think North Carolina beating Tennessee the way they did that's the story to me. They put up a hundred. Yes. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, for North Carolina to put up a hundred points against a team like Tennessee, I know everything has to work well for you to reach the century mark against a top 10 team in the country, but Tennessee's MO has always been strong defense. And isn't it funny how North Carolina scores 39 points in the second half. And that was by far the worst half. It was a tale of two halves for sure. Well, it was, but st my point is they still were on pace for 80. Yeah. Even if you have the worst of the two. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I called it early last year when I was panicking about North Carolina. I panicked early. They didn't look good. Caleb Love, Armando Baycott, something seemed off. It did not seem like the great championship caliber teams that were going to drop to a big five school you know, so, or a, a group of five, a, a school that had no business beating North Carolina, even with Raymond Felton, they're going to lose to Santa Clara, you know, the losing to College of Charleston. Some of the greater teams in North Carolina history, they will lose to a bad squad at the beginning, but they always figure it out. It didn't seem that way to me last year, and eventually they didn't make the tournament. But I'll make an early prediction here, too. Wes, I feel very good about this team. Mm. I think North Carolina's good. 
I think they're a good basketball team. And I'm not trying to act like that's some big, bold take. But given what they experienced last year, I think it was okay to question whether this was a top three, top four caliber ACC squad, especially with Miami, who got blitzed by Kentucky in this challenge. With Virginia, who I like maybe more than others. But that was a good win they had last yeah, night. Got to show love, man. They shut Texas A&M down. And especially with Duke coming into the season, yeah. everybody likes them. And, and why wouldn't you? They have experienced talent and new guys coming in. I just think North Carolina is flat out a good basketball team. I don't expect them to go anywhere. I, I feel very good about this squad. Me and Fiddy were talking about it in the fishbowl. No, it doesn't mean I'm saying, hey, championship caliber team right now. But I feel very good about them being a five seed or higher in the tournament. Like that's how good I feel about this squad with Ingram fitting in like a glove. I all the facilitating at the wing with his shooting. That's actually been better than I thought this year. Love what Ingram's bringing Elliot Cadeau. He's in the starting lineup and he's not shooting well. And he still is exactly what they all need, man. Like 10 assists facilitating at a high level guys coming off of the bench. They have the necessary amount of depth. I'm with this team. I was excited beforehand. Now I feel good about this team as I watch uh, it. I agree with your assessment if you want to say that 5-6 range or maybe higher, but this does look like a solid UNC squad. Like I said, last night to me, stamped that home because um, in Atlantis, I was a little shaky on them. I was like, man, they look okay. Maybe they still make the tournament, but it's going to be a double-digit seed type of season for them. But after what I saw last night, I mean, that was a strong performance by them. We'll see how they follow up with it. What do you think, Fiddy? After watching what they've done to the first six games, they have a couple of wins versus ranked opponents. They have the best half in Hubert Davis's tenure in that first half. He scored 61. I was calling the Queens game last night. Saw they had 46 with seven minutes left to go in the first. I had to do the whole double take thing. What the hell is going on here? What did you think of their performance so far on the season and against Tennessee? It was the best regular season performance outside of the win at Duke two years ago under Huber Davis. And it feels like he's finally putting his stamp on the program. They're playing the way that he wants them to play. And it was, I think it was... Um, another step in the right direction for this program, rebuilding trust with this fan base and returning to the top of the ACC in the college basketball world. We're going to find out just how good they are. They play UConn next week in the garden. They got Kentucky and Atlanta in a few weeks to get Oklahoma. Who's ranked here in a few weeks. We'll find out if their national title good or not, but so far the season has justified why they skipped the NIT and why Huber Davis shipped a lot of guys out of his program. Yeah, so I said Bryce there to blow it up. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get get him playing well now and have him reclassify. No, the, the egg on my face potential is very high with after Florida State next, UConn, Kentucky, Oklahoma, three top 25 ranked teams all in a row, as Fiddy was just alluding to. So it's high, but I feel good about this team. Watching them, I feel they're very good. Let's switch it to Duke. Wes, you're not really feeling this Duke team right now. Yeah, I think that obviously they're a much different team without Derek Lively down there to go with Flip in the post because we know Flip has a lot of responsibilities. He's their number one offensive option. So it's going to be 
we've seen a lot of big men that can do it on both ends of the court, but you're still asking a lot of flip out there. He goes nine for 20 last night, had 26 with 10 boards. Uh, but this Duke team, it seems like the shooting last night, 36% from the field, 28% from three. This looked to be a team that added some much-needed shooting, especially with the young guys. But that's also another thing I chalked this up to. They've got a lot of inexperienced players going on the road in a very hostile environment last night. They just didn't look like they were quite ready for that just yet. They only got nine bench points uh, on the game. So I just didn't think that they looked like they were ready for that type of environment yet. But that's why I think games like that are good for teams like this so that when they get down the road, I mean, you look, a lot of those freshmen gave you nothing uh, when you look at what a lot of those guys did. TJ Power played 13 minutes, had six points. Uh, You look at Caleb Foster, a guy who was the man just a couple of games ago, 19 minutes, two points. So some of those young guys, I think, got a little bit of stage fright, and the veterans uh, came to play. When you look at Kyle Filipowski, how he played, Jeremy Roach had 22 as well. Um, So, you know, with this Duke team, it's going to be a wait and see. And Tyrese Proctor, he was very active defensively, but 3 of 12 from the field. So I thought that hurt him as well. Um, You know, Coach talked about how they – gave up a lot of layups to start the second half. And so Arkansas just kept coming, man, and they got the victory. Yeah, you know who their best win is against this year? Duke's best win so far. It's Michigan State, mm-hmm. and that is a team that, that they, currently sits at four and three. Like a drum. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Michigan State's four and three. They had the bad loss to open up the season to James Madison. Now, I guess their strength of schedule has been tough, where at least the two losses they have, they lose to Arizona as well, just like Duke did. But Duke's best win after that is, you know, I guess take your pick, Southern Indiana, LaSalle, and Bucknell, Dartmouth. Walker, you going to the game on December 9th? I didn't know they were playing Charlotte this year, man. You going to go check that out? Um, well, I think I might be hanging out with you in Boston instead. So <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be we'll able to watch go. it together. Okay, we can watch it on Saturday, yeah. but I will not be able to go to that game because me and you are going to be hanging out. Yeah, so. we'll be in Bean Town. We'll watch it with some wings or something. We'll probably at the game. Well, yeah, depend on oh, two fifteen. That's right. We will be at the game. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just have to check it. I'll just okay. have to watch it on my iPad or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Duke is a team. Tyrese Proctor didn't shoot well. And if you look, it, he's actually been playing pretty well so far this season, making his shots. Uh, is this going to be a squad that relies too much on flip and Tyrese Proctor? The two guys that were going to be drafted outside of Derek Lively, but the guys that came back that were going to be first rounders. If those guys aren't hitting, I, do they have enough of the freshman talent, some of the depth to still keep them in games? Because they lose to Arkansas, they lose to Arizona, they beat Michigan State, but man, it's not looked good for the Blue Devils so far. No, it hasn't. And so that's the thing, too, when you look at the squad. I think Roach is going to be a guy that's going to deliver because he's seasoned. And I think more nights than not, you're going to get production out of Mark Mitchell. And so we saw last year... Coach Shire got the young guys rolling as the season went along. And so, again, that's why I said I chalk up this performance to a lot of youth and inexperience from those freshmen. But I think as the season goes on, Coach Shire showed us last year he can develop the young guys to kind of save their best for last, so to speak. So I know that he's hoping, and I think that he will get those freshmen, the Caleb Fosters and the Jalen Blakes and Sean Stewart's and those guys He'll get them acclimated so that by the time they get into the heart of conference play, heading into the ACC tournament, that he can get these guys firing so they can make some big contributions. Um, Last thing for Duke, and then I wanted to go quickly on on any other results we wanted to highlight. 
But with Duke, the thing that they have to be hoping for with some of these freshmen is that they undergo some kind of Derek Lively glow up. Remember, we were mm-hmm. talking about Derek Lively. I know, mm-hmm. and, and I was with you. I didn't have any evidence to the contrary, but you were saying, yep, yeah, Derek Lively doesn't look number one prospect good to me. Yeah. At the beginning of the season last year, he was real quiet. At the end of the season, he was as an important a player as they had. That's on defense. He was a monster, and he's playing well defensively right now for the Dallas mm-hmm. Mavericks. That, that kind of athlete, that size, that's what really helped him out. Can they have a glow up like that where maybe it's not working out right now, but these freshmen get more minutes. They start to contend in the second half. They get to conference play, get their feet wet in college basketball. That's what I wonder if some of these guys I think can they go will. Through. Shout out to the Deeks. Both of my schools played last night. They did. Wake Forest and Florida. So does this help get rid of the bad taste that Wake Forest had started off with? A little bit, yeah. And they're still waiting on some guys, man. A couple of players uh, still waiting to play. Our big from Gonzaga still waiting for him to come back, man. But Andrew Carr has been balling all season. So has Cam Hildreth. They've been the kind of dynamic duo uh, for the Deeks. Boofy's kind of been slowly coming along. Kevin Miller, that is. And then Hunter Salas last night had a big game, showed that potential from when he came out of high school as a five-star, uh, 24 points on 8 of 15 shooting for him. The Deeks shot almost 40% from three and almost 50% from the field, man. And so uh, they got key stops, and they really came out and did their thing. So I, I was encouraged by – what you saw there uh, from my Deeks last night, man. Even without my guy Monsanto yet. and, and That's I'll, what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, with, with Steve Forbes, I told him, one of my favorite players in the ACC, and he asked why. Or he said, oh, no. What He had, what was it, Fiddy? To be, I think we were both there, I guess. You had joined us at that time. I said he was one of my favorite players because he's going to let it fly from wherever. He said, oh, I'm sorry. I think that's what he said. Because yeah. he hates his defense. Yeah, yeah. And he was very vocal about that. But this is the M.O. for Steve uh, Steve Forbes right now. It's The offense has been great. Yeah. And he's done it with transfers. But defensively, they haven't been able to compete. Yeah, and we got a, we got a big seven-footer, man. Afton Reed waiting in the wings. That's the other guy I was talking about from Gonzaga, the seven-footer waiting to uh, come in. So hopefully he can help the defense. He better at seven feet, right? Uh, Yeah, he better. Last thing here, Virginia, big win. You mentioned that already. 14th-ranked Texas A&M took control of that one. But Miami, Kentucky... Fitty, you think Kentucky's going to be really good this year. Miami got destroyed by them. And maybe this is the typical, like, maybe decade, long time ago, John Calipari team that we've seen. Yeah, I mean, a lot of pressure on Cal. Hasn't been to a Final Four going on nine years. Their guard plays as good as it's been in that in, in, in that recent span of the Young Final Ronnie. Four drought. And um, look, Carolina and, and Kentucky, they, they meet in the CBS Sports Classic December 16th. That one feels like first one to 90, first one to 100 probably emerges because they run. And it's, 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 a fun, it's a fun brand of basketball. It might just be because of the ACC-SCC challenge. Is anybody else getting a little more of the college basketball bug than usual? I yeah, and I mean, you get so much of it right now. You yeah. can't help but to because this is that time of the year where you get those big matchups and then you hit midseason when teams start playing conference basketball and some of the matchups lighten up. But now... You're getting good stuff. I mean, Miami and Kentucky, if you like basketball and you like college basketball, when you see those numbers in front of those teams and you got two of them, I'm going to be locked in. Basketball never used to matter consistently in November in college basketball. They would have the challenge. They would have one or two big games, and then you tuned in for those. And then you had a you know two, three-week-long break before you got into conference play. But I just we just went through North Carolina's schedule. They have ACC opponent Florida State, three ranked opponents, Charleston Southern, then it's conference play every game. That's great. 
for the sport. I I got a little bit of the bug. Yeah. I'm ready to watch some college basketball sure this season. I'm ready for conference season, so I won't have to be doing five, six games a night. That's Wes's just thoughts spilling onto the mic about what he's expected <laughs> to go through this upcoming season. It's the Wes and Walker walk-off coming up next. One more segment to go. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. up in here baby wild dog yeah lots of lots of craziness going on we were barking <laughs> today we were asking about your favorite present you ever received what else did we have we had spotify wrapped yep. conversation video games. video games too lots of stuff here on wesson walker sports radio 92.7 wfnz so this week has kind of been thrown for a loop because not that we didn't expect it but just when your head coach of your NFL team gets fired, you got to talk about that and you got to keep pounding that topic, if you will. So we talked about Frank Reich discussing it or discussing his firing over and over and over again. Um, What that did not allow us to talk about at all until I guess the end of the Thursday show was our take or dare punishments that Fitty still isn't quite sure everything that we have to Mm -hmm. undergo. And so for those that don't know our street turkeys episode last Wednesday, we I, talk about a wild success, man. That was awesome. One of my highlights on Weston Walker on WFNZ. We raised over forty thousand for loaves and fishes, uh, you know, Harvest Food Bank, and the fact that we were able to raise over forty thousand, we crushed last year's you know mark what we got, and we were able to help. That was fantastic. We also have to serve some punishment because one of the things that we were using to entice people to donate a little more was our very own pain, which is okay because we're going to entertain the people. So we came up with the take or dare, the the random wheel of death that we would spin anytime somebody donated $100. And man, people showed up because I only had four more events. I was trying to make sure I had a large enough bank. I barely had a large enough bank of punishments for us. And so now the idea is that we have to finish these punishments before the year is over. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you heard Fiddy in the back. Fiddy, I, I, we're going to make Fiddy only serve one punishment here, which okay. is which is more than fair. I, I even saw your Super face. Fair. I even saw your face. Wes was actually disgusted with me for only forcing him to, to serve one punishment. <laughs> we can go with more, but only one. And so just for people so that they can know, these are all the punishments. I was going to use this segment to let everybody know what we have to endure before the year's end. And maybe, you know, when we come back from New Year's and whatever, but 
these are the list. This is the list, right? Buzz Whiteyear to the rescue. I've got to wear my B costume for an entire show. That's one fit he's excited about. He's going to take a picture. We'll put it on social media. The B costume looks pretty ridiculous. Wore it for Locked On Hornets. I'm going to wear it here. Maybe I got to do something else, but I at least have to wear it for an entire show. Wherefore art thou fitty? Also got here. I can't wait for that. <laughs> this one is Walker has to write and recite a poem complimenting fitty throughout the poem. Does that make you feel good, fitty? Did you hear me or were you doing something else? Oh, yeah, no, I'm ready for that one. Okay. Reciting <laughs> a poem complimenting fitty. The other one is I hate Walker mail. That's a play on the I hate Christian Leitner documentary. Walker dresses like a Duke basketball player for an entire show as well. So I'm playing dress up for a couple of episodes. The next one is that we will be rolling with. We already did man on the street turkeys. We could do it again if you wanted to, but that one's not necessarily a punishment. That's your call. Okay. okay. We'll move on. Uh, dirty duds. That's where Wes has to wear UNC gear of our choosing fitty. Which I'm going to have the clothes that fit you, so it's really going to have to be from North Carolina apparel in my closet, but that's the one that you hate the most. You got the Hansborough jersey, right? Well, I thought about getting it to make you <laughs> suffer even more so, because that's the thing that you would hate to wear most. Yeah. There's a few players you could pick from, but that's right at the top of the list. Who would they be outside of Hansborough? Oh, man. How, you talk about count the ways. Hansborough, <laughs> Joe Forte, Ed Coda. Jameson. Oh, Ed Code is up there? I yes. Jameson. Um, <laughs> Montross. George Lynch. Okay, you're just. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of guys. There's, a lot, Ross? Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of ways you could go with making me wear most hated tie heels. All right. Um, this one is uh, Who Loves Orange Soda? That's where I have to drink a two liter of orange soda Ooh. in a segment's worth of time. You're going to get a headache. Oh, that shit. In a segment? Unless you want to, I I was trying to figure out what would oh, be. Oh, you got to do it in a segment. I thought you had the whole show to knock it down. Well, I am I am glad to open it up for the entire show if you want to. Oh no, the segment's gonna be great because you're gonna be belching the rest <laughs> of the show, and I'm here for it. I was gonna say, you know, I love orange soda. I'm down for it. Okay, well, if you want to do, well, it was this one was just a me one, but if you want to, you can. No, if also you gotta join. do it, I'm just gonna let you. No, do no, it. no, you can. West join. loves orange soda. That's, that's you, right. You can join if you want to. <laughs> uh, now this one was radioki texture choice. Listeners pick a country song for West to sing to. I, I think you had gotten punished quite a bit through the early spins. I did, and so I took this one on. But if you want to take this one back on, because I more than paid for it on the back end. So if you want to sing a country song of the listener's choice, that would that would help me out who has to drink a lot of orange soda. Do you want to do that? Yeah. You you want to sing? Okay, that's what we'll do then. Uh, hot Wings takes. All of us partake in a hot one style wing challenge where the wings get hot as the show goes on. They I'm get excited hot. about that. Yeah, that'll be good. Maybe we eat one like what? At the end of every two segments? Something like that? Anybody want to help on a timeline? I want to do every segment. Do you know what I was asking? No. You got something going on over there. Yeah, I'm just uh, chatting on the text line. Okay. I, I, I don't feel like I've had you, really, this entire punishment No, list. no, you've I, been, I've been there with you. Okay. This one is the <laughs> This one is the hot wings takes. Oh, I'm all for that, for sure. Except for when we get to those hot, hot wings. But what, what I was asking was, how? what's the timeline? Like, at the end of every two segments, we do a different one? How do we play that one out? Because it can't we be need every... to do one at the end of every segment, right? So ten hot wings. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get fed. All right, 
We'll we'll do that. Yeah, we already have Bagel Guy saying Wes needs to do Chris Stapleton. Uh, we also, I think that one's it. I think that's all we have. I Maybe we have a Freaky Friday where the entire show has to switch roles at least once every hour. So oh, yeah. that would be where Fitty drives for maybe three segments. I have to do a Fitty Flash. Maybe Fitty has to do a Fire Fizzle. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe Wes, I don't, maybe we could experiment with him running the board somehow. That seems like Ooh, a bad idea. Yeah. That seems like Colin and, and Jeff would come in and yeah, stop that one. Diving over the board <laughs> for that one. No. no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they would do that one. Um, there was a couple that didn't make the list. Real quickly, I'll read those that we won't see. That beat was gas, bro. That's where Walker had to rap uh, a Snoop song to or rap. Shrop it like it's hot and then create different words. So that one did not make the list. Really? Fiddy's Revenge did not get landed on. That was where he chooses a milkshake for us to drink. I'm glad he didn't get that, that one. one. That one did not get hit. Uh, I think about Pop-Tarts a lot. I thought about giving Wes a elf-style meal of crumbling up Pop-Tarts and pasta <laughs> and having to eat that one, but Ooh. that one did not. <laughs> um, the other one was Let's Get Ready to Bumble. And we were going to get to create Fiddy's dating profile. Oh, man. I hate we missed out on that. Yeah. We can just do that for Valentine's Day, right. okay? That's okay. fine. If you'll let us. that That's fine. All right. That'll do it. There are people already. There, people are giving us some bad songs for Wes to sing. We'll have to pick that one out. That'll do it for Wes and Walker. Keep it right here for the Kyle Bailey Show alongside Smoke Ludwig. Let's welcome him in with the bark. You're listening to Sports Radio. 92.7 WFNZ. Hoo, 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 hoo.